Hey team, it's Mon, and this is How's Your Head, an extension of the health classes you missed where I check in with everyday people and ask that very simple question, how's your head? We'll open up the conversation, break down the stigma, and inspire you to check in with the people that you care about. Let's go. A quick disclaimer here, guys, no one in these episodes is a mental health professional. If you are struggling with your mental health, please contact Lifeline on 131114 today or seek help from your local GP or other mental health professional. Look after yourselves. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. 2024. This is actually my first record back of the year. I'm so excited to be back here. Anyone who's watching this on YouTube, because I promise I have made a promise to myself and everyone else that I will be back on the YouTube train this year. I'm getting back on it. I am uploading. So if you are watching it, you notice we've got a little bit of a screen change. I'm changing things up this year. (laughs) If you're not watching it, then go and watch it so you can see, because I can't explain it to you. Uh, This is another one of those how's your heads today where I haven't actually met the person before today, until today, which is so exciting. I've only ever done this really one other time. Pretty much everyone else I've had some sort of, um, you know, kind of meeting or relationship with prior. But I love these ones because it's great. I'm getting to know someone as we go through the episode and I I just don't know anything else. It's amazing. Now, I came across you, lovely human being, Darcy, (laughs) through my auntie Rochelle, which was quite random. She just messaged me one day and just said, I found the perfect person for your podcast. She basically said, this person is just incredible. They're so well-spoken. They're part of the mental health community. You need to get them on. And so I, of course, (laughs) you know, message you. I said, oh, can you just like let them know I might contact them, blah, blah, blah. And basically said, absolutely, I want you on here. And here we are, Darcy, you have... You know, quite a quite a story surrounding your mental health from I the do. very small kind of stuff that you've sent me just in preparation for this episode. You also run kind of an organization called the Youth Conversation. I know 100%. I've seen Instagram yes. as well, which is great. Yes. You are school captain. I am. Is that right? Amazing. Congratulations on that as Thank well. You very much. Um I also saw someone that you've been invited to be part of like a youth advisory group. Yes, I'm a youth advisor in Victorian Parliament. Incredible. Um, I work with MP Daniela DiMartino. Amazing. Um, And yeah, that's been just something that's happened in the last 12 months, but very exciting. Wow, and congratulations on that as well. I mean, the list goes on. You've got so many things that you've done. And how old are you? 17. You are 17 years old. (laughs) So... Honestly, if this episode, I mean, we haven't even started yet, but if this episode gives anyone else just so much happiness and hope for the future, I mean, I'm already feeling that even just meeting you for this first 10 minutes. So I'm very excited. I'm so impressed um, by you. I know you were the second person to bring me a gift, right? And I just... I, I want everyone to know, I'm not expecting gifts from anyone, but Darcy came in with a bunch of flowers and a card that was just absolutely gorgeous. So thank you so much. I, I think this is the longest uh, intro I've ever done. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here no, sitting with you course. today. Thank you so much for coming in and taking the time to have a chat with me. How's your head? How's my head? Yes, uh, my question. head's really good. My head's really good. I'm about to start my year 12 journey. Well, I'm kind of just in the starting process, Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. I've got a clear goal. I've worked hard. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for, you know, the last year of my high school journey. Yeah. It's wild, isn't it? It happens yeah. so fast. Like I feel like, I mean, I'm a teacher now, of course, of yeah. 
high schoolers and it's just crazy even you know I've only been in there two years and I'm like the year 10s that I had are now in year 12 and even that I'm like oh my god you guys are so old and big and what's going on like it's 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 just crazy crazy. it just blinks doesn't it so as I mentioned you obviously have a bit of a journey surrounding your mental health I just want to quickly know before I guess we dive into a bit more of that what do you do now day to day or even maybe what like you're planning to do throughout such a hectic year this year just to help you stay mentally healthy. Yeah, 100%. I think that's super important um, to stay on top of your mental health, especially for the year 12s out there this year. (laughs) And for me, I think it's just putting myself in environments where I feel like I'm going to be comfortable and I feel like I'm going to do well in and feel safe and feel happy. And at the end of the day, I think I have been through a lot and... I feel like for me, it's really important to stay active, maintain a mindfulness life, um, maintain great relationships with my family um, and just, yeah, take some moments to just calm down, like take a deep breath. And yeah, my, um, one of, I saw a hypnotherapist and he said to me, where focus goes, energy flows. And I I just thought that was just like amazing because like where we're focusing is where our energy is going to go. So if I'm focusing on happy things. I'm focusing on the end goal of year 12. I'm focusing on a hard work ethic. Then I know that all my energy is going to go there. And hopefully by the end of the year, it will be, yeah, a really good year for me. Yeah, I have no doubt. And I love that. I think that's a really good uh, mindset to be in, especially to start this year for you. And I love that. Just take a breath. We're talking about this before I like had a different um, podcast earlier and it's like so energetic and and sometimes you do just need to be like, oh my God, just take a second when you maybe are feeling a little bit overwhelmed just from day to day life. Right. And it just happens. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So as we've talked about, you're obviously still in high school. Um, You told me that you completed year eight and nine through COVID. Would that be right? Yes. 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 How did that impact you? Like what, what was going on through those years? And tell me a bit about your story in general. Yes. So big years for me, eight and nine, obviously being in high school during COVID very hard. Um, there was lots of, you're at school, you're not at school, you're at school, you're not at school. And that was really hard because, you know, I think I'm a person where I like things very clear cut. I like a structure. I like a plan. So when things are changing day to day, I'm like, shit, like (laughs) I'm getting anxious now. And it didn't help that in that time I had some really unfortunate things happen to me as well. Um, I had some personal information leaked from my phone, which led to rumors about my sexuality. Wow. Um, I had periods of bullying, periods of getting trolled on social media. And it was a really hard time for me because it was already tough going through lockdown. But to have socially be going through so much at the same time and to be really struggling with my mental health there and with the lockdown it felt like it was just like my whole world was just like caving on me. Yeah. And yeah, it was a really hard time for me. Mm. And what did you do to help yourself through that? Look, at the time, I probably didn't do much, to be completely honest. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I was only, what, 14, 15. Yeah. Um, and I was pretty lost. I, to be honest, I didn't really want to do anything because at that point, I didn't really want to help myself because I felt like... I was letting other people's vision of me affect how I felt about myself. And I felt like that led me to not wanting to help myself because I didn't feel like I deserved it somehow, which sounds crazy for me to say now, but 
And I think if it wasn't for my family in that time who just rallied around me and just gave me all the love and support in the world, um, yeah, I don't know what I'd do without them. Yeah, God, support is so important, isn't it? I mean, especially through you know, other people questioning your sexuality and talking about those things and to have your, your privacy taken away in that way, I think is just, is horrible, especially through those really formative years, right? Where everyone is trying to figure out who they are and what they want to do. And it feels so bloody overwhelming and you don't need that on top of everything else. Not at all, not at all. And to add on top of that being in a bloody lockdown. I know. Like how, (laughs) who thought we were ever going to go through that in our lifetime? I know. Not me, that's for sure. I think something I want to ask you is, I mean, you, you've talked about this, right? Like in such a short time, you went through so much. Mm. What advice would you give to someone else now that you are feeling a bit better yeah. in terms of your mental health? Look, I think it goes back to also what I said about where focus goes, energy flows. I feel like that's yeah. such a big thing. Taking a deep breath, like what I spoke about, but also... Having, not letting the way other people view us affect how we feel about ourselves. And the fact that the confidence comes from within us, it doesn't come from how many likes you get on social media or how many friends you have or how many people like you. It actually comes from within you. And I think I made the mistake of my happiness being determined by other people. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest mistake I ever made in my life because at the end of the day, your happiness comes from within you. And I was always seeking that within other people. Like I might've been always in the popular group, but I wasn't happy. You know, I deep down within me, I wasn't resilient. I wasn't happy. I wasn't, I don't know. It was all a bit of a facade and it wasn't authentic. And that's what I pride myself on now is I'm being my true authentic self. And that's why I'm a lot happier. And that's why I feel like I'm able to project more happiness because it's actually the way that I feel. And it's, yeah, it's within me. I really like that. That you know, external versus external. Wow, I've just completely joined those <laughs> two things, haven't I? God, you can tell I haven't done this for a while. External versus internal yes. battle of self-appreciation. Yeah. And it is so true because we all get swept up in it yeah. of social media or of really yeah. caring what other people think. And I think that there is something so powerful in getting to that point where you can go, wow, I actually care about what I think the most and first and you can really put yourself as number one because, I mean, it's great to think of other people and consider other people, but there are so many times where you are most important and you need to kind of respect that, right? The way you feel about yourself affects how you're going to be around other people. So it links into it. A million percent. And even that whole, you know, I mean, COVID again on top of all of this where I know a lot of people – weren't necessarily maybe in environments where they were with people, maybe that was family, maybe that was otherwise, who were happy and joyful. And we know we are the product of our environment, the product of the people that we hang around and you want to be around people that are going to build you up, right? Definitely. Now, you talked about resilience and stuff there too. Did you find that maybe, like, did you isolate yourself during that time even, I guess, more than we already were? Yeah, 100%, 100%. And I've never... I've never, it was a funny feeling because I've always been, I'm an extrovert. Like I want to be out there. I want to be at the social events. I want to be talking. I want to be at the footy. I want to be. Love that. That's always been me. So for me to kind of transform into this person who wants to sit in a dark room by himself 
and not talk to anyone, not socialize with anyone. That was scary for me because it was already isolating, right? We're at home. Uh, we're already isolated. We're all away from our family, away from our friends. But I took it that next level and I was just in my room and I didn't leave it. And I'd have the windows down and I was almost creating a negative environment to validate my emotions, which is just not You're the put, correct way. You're putting to, fuel on the fire, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. Yourself. Yeah. And I almost, I remember sometimes even just like making it dark or playing sad music to validate the way I was feeling. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to do as well, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. And like, it, it, I think it's scary too when maybe I went through something similar. I've spoken about this on the podcast before. Yeah. Same as you. I'm quite extroverted. I love being out and about, blah, blah, blah. I had never really experienced anxiety before. And then during COVID, it was just like bang. And all of I a know. sudden I couldn't do something like go on the train. It just like, yeah. it made me so stressed and I would just have panic attack after panic attack and I think like similar to what you were saying the biggest thing for me was that it felt so out of character yeah and you almost feel like you're losing yourself a bit right 100 can you resonate with that yeah and you just feel lost and scared because Mm. you're like who is this person yeah like I actually I think that was the scariest thing for me was I'm like who am I Mm. like what am I doing like this is not Darcy I don't know who this guy is but it's not Darcy because yeah yeah, to transform that quickly in that period of time and to go from, I remember like always throughout my schooling journey, I'd go out at snack or recess and I was lucky I'd go out and people would come and I'd have friends there and it'd just be great. And yeah. I've never had to worry about, you know, oh, who am, who am I going to hang out with? That's never crossed my mind. Mm. But to that period when we're in and out of lockdown and the periods when we're at school, and I'd walk out of the classroom and everyone would walk away. That was probably the hardest thing for me because I just wasn't used to it. And then that's, yeah, just adding to this, you know, feeling invisible and not knowing who I am. And that can be really scary for a lot of people. That is really scary. Yeah. Yeah, a million percent. Oh, I feel sad that you had to that you had to experience it's okay. that, right? That's okay. I mean, no one should ever. I'm, And, you know, I just keep thinking about this, you know, I was probably 22 when I was going through anxiety and stuff but I can't imagine being a teenager and going yeah. through it because as we talked about at the start there's already so much going on your life's complicated already just yeah. naturally and we we can't help that right but there's you know all these extra things loaded on top that just yeah. make it that bit more difficult and I guess first of all I want to know who you go for in the footy you mentioned the footy there. I'm a big Geelong supporter oh Okay. Um, yes, yes. Guilty. My um, my family is very Geelong as well. Oh. My auntie's actually in the cheer squad. Oh wow! Loves well, I've it. just left the cheer squad. Oh, I've did been you? a part of the cheer squad for the last like five years. Oh wow! Yes, but oh my god! Year twelve oh. priorities are changing. Oh, absolutely. Are and changing. then you can go back. Go back. I was there for the flag, twenty twenty two. So oh, that was an amazing time. So. Oh, I go for Saint Kilda. So oh, I don't shame. know if I'm ever gonna <laughs> see a flag in my One lifetime. Day. Maybe. Manifest it. We'll see. Put it on the vision board. I know, I should. Wow, yeah. I really haven't added that. And That's if St. Kilda win, I'm going to email them and say, it was me. It was yeah. me and my vision board. It was this podcast where we created <laughs> it was this. this. I spoke it into the podcast, so therefore it's going to come true. 100%. Um, so have you played a lot of sport yes. in your life? So You're pretty sporty. I've always been sporty. I've yeah. played Auskick and then just went to, you know, under eights, under nines and played all the way up until, oh, I'd say probably under 16, 17s. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, 
as we spoke about, things mm. happened in my life and yeah. that ended up affecting my football okay. and my basketball and I lost love for the sport and took myself away from it. And that was really hard as well because it's gone from being something that I loved and something that was my whole life to not having it at all. And then it also adds on to how mental health can just affect all areas of our life. Like, yeah. you know, Madge, long supporter, plays football, trains twice a week for football, plays basketball, trains for basketball. And then I did nothing. And I took myself away from everything. And that was my happy place. You know what I mean? Because I mentally just couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it and I couldn't be a part of it. Um, but then after that year, I decided that, no, I'm not going to play again. Now I'm actually coaching. Oh, are you? I am. I oh, coach nice. under 11s. We made it to the prelim and I'm back at Listerfield. So it's a bit of a 360 okay, moment. Okay, so you've come full circle. Oh, I yes. love that. Yeah, so I yeah coached under 11s last year and now I'm coaching under 12, so I'm staying with staying that group. Staying with the same group. Um, oh, how And nice. it was hectic, but I loved it. I yes. loved it. I feel like I'm regaining some of that you know, love for the sport that yeah, I... And yeah, and still staying involved somehow, right? 100%. I think that's so important. I think, like, we often think of sport, especially when we're young and probably don't put enough of an emphasis on how much it actually gives us socially. Definitely. You know, like, it is such a huge thing to go and run around with your friends. And obviously the physical benefits are wonderful, but yeah. you're learning skills and all of that good stuff. But the social and mental aspects and yeah. how it promotes that in your yeah. life is just crazy. And I guess, you know, that is something in hindsight that you don't you don't necessarily think about when you're young because you shouldn't because you're yes. young and you're just running around and that's what it's for. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's so important to be part of a community regardless of whatever that looks like, whether Definitely. that's being a part of the cheer squad or coaching or playing yeah. or, you know, even going to church or something, you know, yeah. regardless of what that is for, for each Having a person. sense of belonging. I yes. Like. We talk about that in health at <gasps> yes, school. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Yes, my health teacher will be really proud of me now, Miss Crundle. Oh, shout out to Miss Crundle. Yes, she'll love that. That's great. Um, So I know when we had a little chat before, and I I think you just mentioned it before as well, um, briefly, you got professional help throughout the time that you were struggling. Is that right? 100%. Okay. And how did you go with that? I know that there's obviously for many, many years – been a bit of a stigma around this sort of thing. I know now it's changing, which is great. Yes, changing. Um, But I guess, did you ever feel anything like that? Was that something you sought or did someone else seek it for you? How did that all go? Yeah, well, I remember specifically the day, it was in year nine, when I went up to my homeroom teacher and I said, look, I feel like, you know, I need to see someone. I'm really struggling. And he's a great guy, but he actually kind of like laughed because he was like, what, you? Like, like, almost saying like, you're happy, like you're vibrant, you're, you don't shut up, like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. are you sure? And I was like, yeah, like, mm. I think I need to. And I kind of went along with like the joke a little bit because I was just like, you know, I don't make it a thing. Um, but then I remember the first session just bawling my eyes out to this lady because, and I shouldn't say this lady, Tracy, she's, the connection that I formed with my school counsellor is probably one of the biggest connections I think I have in my life. Wow. I think I've never experienced the trust that I have with her. Yeah. And she literally, it's like she catched me when I was falling, put it that way. Like wow. she, she probably saved my life to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. How special is that? Yeah. I love that. And I love that you were able to take the first step there. I think I right? had to. And yeah. actually go and say, hey, cause that's brave. 
Like yeah. a lot of people don't and yeah. can't do that. And I guess that's also probably a testament to your school as well, being that you've got someone there that you actually felt like you could go and Definitely. speak to. Definitely. And then, of course, having a wellbeing team that's obviously doing such an amazing job. Such you know, an amazing the job. Help, and they're they always you. like ultimate professionals. Like mm. I think some people don't realise that these people, there's there's confidentiality and yeah. that if that doesn't, that kind of affects affected my trust because I knew that what I told Tracy would stay between me and her. And then this is a great coping strategy as well is that transferal of energy. That's huge, I reckon, because if you're not letting it go, you're storing it. And I talk about all the time, like I was just throwing rocks and rocks and rocks in my backpack. But every time I saw Tracy, it was like I could take some out and I just felt lighter. Yeah. And just the trust and love I have for her is just, I can't even describe it, to be honest. I love it so much that I've been able to get that recorded on a podcast that I can share (laughs) that someone has had a really, really great and wonderful experience with a wellbeing team. Definitely. We have a great, where I'm at school, we have a fantastic wellbeing team. And I'm sure a lot of schools do now. I mean, that's why there's people in that space, you know. But still, I I find a lot of students don't want to go or there is that thing of like, I don't want to go to wellbeing, but it's so important. And like you said, you were given the space and you were having a joke one minute and then as soon as you were able and and you were given that space, you cried and you were able to let it out. And that is so important, right, to have someone that maybe is third party and does have that professionalism where they don't need to know anything else besides what you want to talk about at that time. And that is so important that everyone has the opportunity to do that. Yeah. And I think I was very lucky that I had this connection with this lady because I, although I had that connection, I was at a state where I like, I needed help like now, like 24 hour, like now. So I sought out in another psychologist and it just, there wasn't, the same feeling. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's really common. Like mm. a lot of people, the amount of people that I speak to and they're like, nah, I didn't like it. And then never went again or just gave up on it. Like sometimes I think it's really hard at the moment though, because getting in to see these people, I think is too hard. It should be a lot easier. And I think that that is something that I'm really passionate about because these people are needed and these people are going to save lives. Yeah. And I think to be on a waiting list for six, for a month, two months, three months, four months, five months, six months, like that's crazy because these people need help now. And it's the people, it's the things like this podcast and some people's social media and what I try and do on my social media, that's, it's there all the time. And it's, it's encouraging positivity, positivity and a safe environment. Mm. And I feel like that's, you know, what I can contribute to society a little bit because it's like, you know, although I'm not, I'm no mental health care professional, I've got no degree, I am giving a little bit of love and light. And I think that's, that little bit can at least make people fight to the next step or Mm. push through the day or just little stuff like that. A million percent. All it takes is one positive interaction that can change someone's outlook, right? You hear that all the time. Definitely. Someone just smiled at someone on the street or you, you know, ask how someone's day is or this is the whole thing of this podcast is telling your friends you love them and sending someone a message and just letting them know even if you haven't spoken to them to in to them in a while, yeah. you know, I love you and I'm thinking about you and I appreciate you and that takes literally a millisecond 
We can all do it. And no you, one's you too busy. No, no one is too know busy. What the impact will be for that person. Yeah, right. There's definitely. not enough. You can never have enough love. Right. No. Like you can't. You just. And you can never be too kind either. Exactly. Exactly. Reckon. Very good lessons. So, so you've gotten to that point where you've started seeing Tracy. Yeah. Um. What happens after that? How do you go? What's going on? Yeah. There? So I see Tracy, and it's good. We. It helps a little bit. I, I wouldn't say it helps a lot straight away because at that stage, although she's doing everything to help me, I'm not doing anything to help myself. And Very important. I feel like the game changer for me was when I wanted to help myself, but for a very long time I didn't. And I actually wanted to do worse to myself because that's what I believed I deserved. And that was a really tricky period because she is sitting there giving me the best advice in the world. She's worked with everyone in like, she's literally, she's been in the game for so long. She's giving me the top advice from the recent studies. And it's just like, I'm not observing it. I'm not, I'll say to her, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. But I'm not wanting to do anything about it. And I think that was really hard because I knew she was right, but I also knew that I wasn't at a stage where I was going to do it, mm. which was, it's a very weird stage and it's very tricky because you you think you always want to do good things for yourself, but when you're in the stage where you don't, as I said, we spoke about before, you're losing your identity a bit and that yeah. can be really scary. Yeah, you don't really know where to go, right? Yeah. And that's, that's so important. I love that you touched on that, that at the end of the day, a lot of things can help. Yeah. But the biggest thing is that you are ready and willing to help yourself. Yes. Because and you, you can, have to make You're the only person yeah. who can do it. And mm -hmm. that's my biggest advice to people and even to like parents as well who come to me saying, oh, you know, my kid's really struggling, is you need to try your very, very best. And it can be so hard. But to try and create an environment or create a relationship where they feel enough love and light that they want to help themselves. Mm -hmm. And the biggest way to love someone, in my opinion, is to make them love themselves. Yeah. I reckon. And uh, yeah, I just feel like that's really important. Yeah. A million percent. I couldn't have said it better. Couldn't have Thank said you. it better. <laughs> so right, you were going through anxiety, depression, experiencing panic attacks. Yes. And then you experience someone in your life very important to you passing away. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. How on earth did you then figure out grief above everything else I know on top of everything I know else, it was right? a bit of like are you kidding me like yeah seriously like kick someone while they're down yeah. like and you know it definitely affected me and you know I have obviously family members who it really affected more because they were obviously had a really closer bond um but for me it was just like yeah wow like I can't believe this is happening to me like what I almost felt like what have I done to deserve this like mm. I've been through so much I've put up with so much shit from people yeah and so much being treated like poorly yeah. and now it, it's almost the universe giving me more mm. you know what I mean like I it's piling on top yeah I, I mean, always smart, I it? always say what you give out you get back yeah so I was saying this in that time and I'm like what am I giving out yeah because I'm getting all this crap back you yeah. know what I mean but yeah, it was a very hard time for our family. It was a very sudden death in the family. Um, 
And yeah, as I said, it's lucky that we had each other to get through that time because it was and still continues to be really difficult. Mm. And how did you get through it? What What were some of the things that you did to help yourself through? I mean, you know, thinking through that, through the next few months, like what did that look like for you? Yeah, I think it's just, I always would just say to myself, this too shall pass. And whenever I hear people say that, I just think, yes, so true. Like, you know, I think it's so important that we don't look at the whole staircase, we look at our next step. And that was always the biggest thing for me because, you know, every time I'd look at the whole staircase, my anxiety would go crazy and there was no medication support advice that would help that. And when I just focused on the next step, I just felt like everything just got easier. I felt lighter, I felt freer and I felt more in control of my actions. And I think those next steps and time and grieving and crying and being around my family, eventually things just get lighter and, you know, look, it's not, I don't think it'll ever be nothing. It'll ever be perfect, but I'm in a place where now where I can manage it and I'm strong enough to, you know, control those emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. You touch on medication. Yeah. Are you currently taking medication? I am. Were you put on medication for, to help you with yeah. This as well. Yes. And how did you feel about that? I think that's really quite an interesting topic. And a few people that I've interviewed and spoken to, you know, have said, yes, I take medication. And, you know, that's, yeah. sometimes that's just what you do. Yeah. And I, again, it's like that one of those things with a, a bit of a stigma around it. Did you yeah. ever feel that? Look, I didn't. I that's never, good. I didn't feel stigma. Yeah. I did feel a bit of rejection because I would go to a lot of GPs and doctors who would tell me that you can't take medication because you're too young. Mm. And that was really hard because I'm like, I need, mum, me and mum like, we need something. Like we don't, we don't know what to do. Like, please help us. So when I eventually found someone who referred me onto psychiatrists and prescribed me medication, yeah, I think it was a bit of a moment of relief and a moment of okay, let's try this, you know, let's put our faith in this and, you know, let's take one day at a time and see how we go. Um, And I feel like the medication's only done good things for me, to be honest. Yeah, there's a few side effects. Like I'd been, I went to a funeral of one of my friend's dads. Yeah. And I remember standing there and I was so upset, but I wasn't like um, crying, like emotional. You're a bit numb. And I remember feeling like, what is going on here? Like, why am I not crying? Because I feel like my throat was like choking up and like, so that was a bit weird. Like I had a few moments where I was like, okay, you know, like this is a bit, you know, I'm not sure about this, but I think in the long run, it's yeah, definitely gone leaps and bounds for me and helped me a lot. I really like that. I really like that. And I think, I mean, I know that I I talk about all of this and I, I say those questions and I ask about the stigma and obviously this entire thing is about making sure people don't feel like that because I think it's important to utilize, you know, if I use the example of kids at school not really wanting to go to wellbeing or or feeling like it means that there's something wrong with them when Mm. it just means that sometimes you need someone to speak to. Medication's the exact same thing. Sometimes you just need something else to help you and it's it's a tool and it's something that you can use just like hanging out with your mates or kicking the footy or going watching a game or any of those things that make you feel mentally well. Yeah, and I think I used to something like, like it's on my team. Like it's yeah. it's another thing that's going to try and help me. Yeah. And I feel like that also empowered me a little bit because I felt like, you know, I had more support, although it was like, you know, a tablet, but it gave me a bit more confidence because I thought, you know, okay, you're taking more steps now. 
to feel better. Yeah. On support, do you have like, obviously you've talked about your family and being such such an important, I guess, kind of like rock for you and, yeah. and people there for you. Is there anyone else in your life that, I mean, besides maybe Tracy as well, <laughs> um, who you really have been able to lean on through all of this? Yeah. And I think that's a big reason why I'm so passionate about this is because at the time I actually didn't feel like I had support from my friends and I felt like as I said before I felt like everyone was walking away because they were like oh we're not really going to touch that and I even experienced situations where I had my friend's parents walk away because they were like we don't want to touch that either and it was almost like I'm walking around with this disease and I'm like I need you to come in like I need help support and you guys are walking away like that that broke my heart because I had some really good relationships that were destroyed from that because I felt like friends wise I had no one and that broke my heart yeah yeah it's that thing of people feeling awkward or and I was at a young age I was at a very young age so maturity wise you know Although I can say that now it's still, yeah, it's still hard. We, we also know that, you know, people know how to be kind. Yes. They do. Everyone knows how to be kind. Yeah. Everyone knows, you know, it, it, it's hard, right? Especially when you're talking about people who are quite young. Yeah. It costs nothing to say, hey, how are you? I know. Or just to say hi or to not like exclude someone. Like yeah. I don't think regardless of the situation or yeah. the maturity level, there's really ever an excuse yeah, and for I that, feel like you know? You don't have to, like I'm not after, I'm not compliment fishing. I'm not doing any of that. You just don't have to be nasty because that's like, check in. you know. Just be nice. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it costs absolutely nothing to be kind. So. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> and so when was the moment that you kind of felt like, maybe things were looking up for you? Like when did that all start kind of, (sighs) when did it feel like it, was there a moment where it like clicked for you where you were like, oh my God, I'm starting to feel like Darcy again? Um, Look, it did, it took a lot of time. Yeah. I think, and I don't know if there was a specific moment. I remember when Geelong won the flag, I thought, oh, this is pretty cool. Like I feel like pretty like happy right now. Yeah, I love um, that. But then it was also the fact of after that, I still kind of felt a bit happy. And I remember it stayed around. Okay, it's gonna hang around, like you know. Um, But then there's still things that happen. Like even today, I ran into someone at at Eastland, and they like laughed at me and kind of looked at me up and down. And I remember thinking, like, why are you doing that? Like, and that's like just a negative thing. Yeah. And I'm like, but now I'm in a position where I'm got the confidence to be like, it's okay. That's on them. That's on them. (laughs) A million percent. That's a reflection of them, not on me. I'm just trying to. Live your life. Find a Frank Green lid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Love that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, to answer your question, I don't know if there was a specific moment. Yeah. Um, but I think it took a lot of time and it took a lot of family support for me to get there. Yeah, absolutely. So on the point of feeling maybe like a little bit excluded and a bit outcast in that way, how I don't, how did you deal with that? You know, yeah. like I feel like that is such a, a isolating thing and especially to come back from in, in terms of confidence and stuff as well. Yeah. How did that How did that all go? Yeah, so that was probably something that I really struggled with the most and I'll never forget this story and I feel like it's important that I say it just because I feel like it will bring awareness to maybe other people who might have experienced similar things. Um, but I'll never forget, I got, I was really low, I was in bed, you know, isolating myself as we've spoke about. Um, and I got a message from a friend and this message said, 
um, hey, mate, know you've been struggling. Let's catch up. And I was like, thank God. Like the angels are listening. Like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing, right? So I messaged, I'm like, yes, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. My friend, he says, yeah, of course, let's go play a round of golf and then you can come hang out at mine, really chill, you know. And I was like, this is just like the best thing ever. Yeah. Um. So I go downstairs, I run downstairs and I tell mum and mum's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like we're all like, we're like vibing off each other. We're like, Cute. we've been waiting for this moment. Like <laughs> yeah, I've been so alone out. and I've have like this friend now. Mm. And then I got on my bike. I'm all happy. I'm hopping on my bike. I go out the driveway and I'm riding down and my phone's pinging again. And I'm like, okay, it's a bit weird, but I check. And it's my friend, friend, um, and the message says, when I get here, I hope you have all your clothes off. I, I want to do this to you. I want to do this to you. And then a, a Snapchat comes up and it's a panorama video and it's like all my friends in the one room and they're laughing. Oh, my God. And this was like almost a stitch up to get me like – out of the house thinking that I've, I, I don't know what the intent was, but that to, is to open a Snapchat and like see all of my people that I call my friends and they're all laughing at me, um, that was terrible for me. And that was something that will probably always stick with me for a trauma. Yeah. Um, I just remember <laughs> going back on my bike and back up the hill, back, back inside. And I just remember me and mum were just like, bawling her eyes out because I just something that I thought was so amazing and could have been so amazing seriously could have been so turned amazing. into something that was so terrible and I just think if that action if I had that action and I saw the happiness that that brought to me and if that ended up being something that actually happened I think that could have totally totally changed my mental health journey and could have probably really helped me in a way and instead yeah. it set me backwards. Oh, my God. That's just – that, I'm so sorry that happened to you, first of all, because that's just like – it's like we were talking about before, it costs absolutely nothing to just be nice to someone. Yeah. And I don't understand why anyone would ever decide to go out of their way to intentionally make someone feel like that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And especially young people listening, you know, you get you get dragged in and pulled in with your mates or your friends and you're having a funny time and you think that those things might be funny. Yeah. But this story is just absolute proof that you have no idea of the impact that that's going to have on a person. Yeah, and I don't think they probably even understood the... The severity of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the effect. Yeah, the, the way you felt so positive about it and yeah. that was like such a big deal that you were able to have someone to connect with again and, yeah. and have a chat to potentially and then what they're all – and also sending you something that's sexual in nature. Yeah. That's just – That's off as well, right? Because that's yeah. super inappropriate. And when you're when you're in that suicidal headspace, I feel like you're, you're walking on a very fine line, yeah. you know? And every time something good happens, that line might get a bit thicker and you feel a bit more steady. But every time something like that happens, it just shrinks the line and makes you feel like, I'm going to tip off. Like mm. I, and I remember, I don't know if it was the night after, I can't remember specifics or a few nights after, I remember I was walking and it was like 4am in the morning and I'm just walking around the streets and I just remember bawling because I'm like, 
I don't know what is going on right now. Mm. I feel like everyone else is against me. And although I had all that family support, I have the best family in, well, everyone thinks I have the best family. Yes. <laughs> but, oh, so yeah. grateful for my family. Yeah. But I didn't even see that. I totally blocked that out because these people did that to me. And to me, that was what turned into my world. Mm. And, yeah, it was scary. That is so scary. Yeah. And was a lot of when you were dealing with, like, this bullying and stuff in the past as well, did a, like, was a lot of this from the same people? Was it people that you were friends with? Was it the same kind of thing where they were, like, yeah. kind of just taking the piss and yeah. you, like that? Yeah, look, of... I think it was it was mainly my friends, which it's hard That's to so it's weird, It's hard to it? say yeah. because – but I think it's also me. I put myself, I was putting myself continuously in that situation because I thought that they were my friends. Although I thought, oh, it's a bit see Like they said a few comments and I'm like, I think that was directed at me, but I'm just going to keep going along with it because this is all yeah. I've got, you know, like. Yeah. But then I remembered, I remember the year seven came up to me, right? I was in year nine and this little, little year seven came up to me and he like moaned in my ear. And I just remember thinking, shit, this is like, this is gone beyond beyond my friendship group. Yeah. And through them talking about it, the younger siblings are hearing about it. Then the younger siblings are telling their friends. And now I'm like, the whole school's against me. Like, I just can't win. And was that I mean? related to your sexuality? Yeah. And was there these, these rumors yes. going around about you and, and yeah. people were just fueling that? Yes, definitely. Yeah. And even, yeah, just I think that's that hurt me the most when I had people that I knew – weren't associated with everything that went down coming up to me and doing that, I thought, yeah, okay, this is bigger than what I thought it was. Mm. That's, um, again, I'm sorry that that <laughs> happened because that's, I can't believe that. I mean, I can, right, because we know that that stuff happens and yes, it's absolutely and horrible. Yes, and there's nothing and special about my story. Nothing yeah, special. Well, it happens not, all the time. It happens all the time and it shouldn't happen all the time because it's no. not okay. And that people that think that that behaviour, that they can get away with that behaviour, they need a reality check because it's not mm. okay. And did your, did the school do something about that when that was happening? No. No. But that I didn't, I didn't want them to do something about it because they were my friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I do, I do get that, especially when you're, you are in that mindset of like, these yeah. are the people that I've got and I'm yeah. not going to try I remember mum and dad being like, yeah. okay, we're going to go around to their house and I'm like holding them, mm. like holding them to stay. <laughs> Your parents would have felt absolutely. Because I didn't want them to go and make a thing out of it. Mm. Make it worse. Right? Yes. In your head, that's, yeah, yeah. Because absolutely. then they, they just go, like I had one kid, so this was probably the main perpetrator, I will say. Mm. Um, that's a perfectly <laughs> valid word in my opinion. This person came over to my house and I'm like, okay, this is really weird. He's at my house. Like, oh, what's going to happen? Is he going to punch me or something? Like, yeah. what's going to happen? Oh, the fact that you even have to be scared about that. And I walk outside and he goes, mum and dad are making me apologise. Bye. And I was like, what? Like, I don't want that. I want yeah. you to apologise to me for what you've done. Wow. You know what I mean? So I get on my bike and I'm like, no, nah, we're going to talk about this. Like, this isn't okay. Oh, my God, good on you. And and by the way, we're in like year nine, so it's a bit like <laughs> a bit weird. But I remember and we went down to the footy over and we're chatting and it just I just remember thinking I'm going to go nowhere with this person. Like, I could express my feelings all I want. I can tell you how much you've hurt me, but I'm not going to go anywhere. And I just remember thinking I just need to go home. 
Mm. And I just got home and cried in the shower for like hours on end because yeah. I just remember thinking, people don't understand me. Mm. Why don't people understand me? Why does no one understand me? Why don't I have a one friend at school? Mm. Like, why? I don't, like, I couldn't believe that. Why don't I have one person, like, supporting Sticking me? Sticking by you. Yeah. Did anyone apologise genuinely or have they since? I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so, but I wouldn't say so because I'm still associating myself with those people to get through high school. Mm. And I think, you know, I've held back a lot because I and mum and dad have held back a lot because we are so close to the end of high school that we don't want that confrontation. But at at the end of the day, I do still say to mum, I don't deserve this. Mm. I have done nothing. Yeah. I, be yourself, I right? will be accountable if I've done something and yeah. I've stuffed up. I'll be accountable. Yeah. But to me, I I don't know why more people don't see that that's a reflection on them. Mm. And I am strong enough now to carry myself mm. with a manner that you do you. I'm going to do me. I know that what I'm doing is radiating positive energy and I know that I would never bring anyone down in a way that they have. Mm. So if that's the person you want to be, you be that person, but don't be that person in my life because I'm happy with my life. I'm protecting myself um, and I'm putting myself in situations where I feel good. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I'm proud of you that you were and have been able to get to that point because unfortunately we know that that doesn't always happen. No. Right? And we know that it could have ended in a much, much worse Definitely. way. And very easily as well. Very easily. And I know there's probably some people, particularly maybe – people who who yeah. maybe had high school experiences like this where maybe they were someone that was the perpetrator and I, I'm saying perpetrator as well, <laughs> but know. honestly that's what it is and <laughs> thinking you know but people are young yeah and so people make mistakes and that is true yeah but people can learn to be kind when they are two years old yeah and Every single person has a choice to make when yeah. they do something like that, yeah. right? Every single person has the capacity to sit down and think, is this the right thing to do? Yeah. How is this going to make someone else feel? Yeah, definitely. Most people have the capacity to do that, And some right? of these people were adults as well. Some of these people wow. were parents. That just shows that their generation, they didn't have this mental health awareness and they mm-hmm. didn't have these education and... That's what I try to do now with my youth conversation is when I graduate school, I want to educate mm. and I want to advocate and I want to be there to educate the next generation about this so that when the next person that comes into my situation, they have friends that message them, say, let's catch up and they actually mean it. Yeah. It's not a piss take joke. It's not an act of bullying. They mean it. Mm. And they are there for that person because they have learned that mental health is serious and they need to take it seriously mm. yeah jesus I mean, <laughs> you speak so well about all Thank of you. this honestly and i mean you're doing something right now aren't you because not that you've ever been doing anything wrong <laughs> but your school captain and your you know your that's a 360 moment in itself yeah like i remember saying like my counselor's like bawling when i told her that i was school captain because it's like I hated this place. But like, even having the ability and the confidence and the the resilience to actually get up, make speeches in front of the school, do all those things that a school captain has to do when you've had that really negative experience when people with people that are sitting right in front of you, you yeah, know, and literally to still be an right advocate, in front of me. 
advocate. To still be an advocate <laughs> for them yeah. as a leader in your school, right? Yeah. And the fact that they haven't showed you that respect and they yeah. haven't been kind, that's such a testament to you and your character that you still feel as if you can get up there and you can mm. be yourself and you can, you know, be a leader at and school. And do you know why I, I do that? Important. I do that because when the way that I look at it is the negativity that they've pushed onto me, they were carrying that inside themselves. And I actually, there's a part of me, although I still have, actually, I wouldn't even say I have anger. I actually have, I actually feel sorry for them mm. because I know that I would never do something like that because I don't have that feeling, that urge inside me to hurt someone. Mm. I have the urge inside of me to make people feel loved and happy. And I know that, now that I know that I've matured and I've been educated and I've, you know, grown as a person, I found out that, you know, to be, to do stuff like that to people, those people are hurting mm. and those people need help because what they're doing and saying about other people is what's within them. And I could not imagine some of the people that have done stuff to me, how that would feel for them inside because that I saw how it affected me. So I know that they must be hurting as well. Yeah. And you know what? That makes you a very good person. Good being. I'm trying Good to be. human being. All right. I want to know, and I talked about me being proud of you, but <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> so many people in your, like I can't imagine how your parents feel seeing you go through all of that and your yeah. family seeing, you know, you know, triumph in this way and be able to get to a point where you're sitting here on a podcast talking about it. This is terrifying. Not yeah. everyone can do this. <laughs> like it's hard to sit and talk about your experiences and your emotions around things, especially on such a, a public platform. Yes. Right? Yeah. So great job. Thank you. But why are you proud to be Darcy? Why are you proud to be yourself? Look, I've thought about this question. I've thought about it deeply as well because I think it's always important to be proud of yourself um, and to reflect as well. But I think the most important thing to me is I've never stooped to that low level that's been around me. I've always been authentic to myself and I've always maintained my values and my morals. And it would have been so easily for me in those times to lash out and say something and do something and just want to grab the anger that they've thrown at me and throw it right back. Mm. But... I feel like I've always, and my family have always as well, which like, I'm going to change your question a little bit and Go just say, for it. what makes me proud to be Darcy Truant and proud to be a part of my family is we've always maintained those values and we know who we are and we are going to continue to just align what we do with those values. And although there's always going to be negative people and there's always going to be negativity, but we're controlling what we can control and everything else we're just letting go. I really like that. I think that's such a testament to your your family, obviously, probably in particular your parents, right? Yes. Being able to instill that in you. Do you have siblings? Yes, I have young Two. I'm the oldest of three. So I have a younger brother nice. and a younger sister. Yeah, lovely. And so are any of them going through school with you at the moment? Yes, yeah, so my brother's in year nine <laughs> this year, which is like a bit of a quinky thing, because yeah. that was like, you know, I, I don't really try and talk too much because I don't want you know, I obviously want him to have awareness about what I've been through, but I don't want him to be scared or on edge yeah. in any way. Um, and my sister is in grade five. So, yeah, she's yeah, still, lovely. you know. 
little baby. Yeah. Yeah. Baby of the family, huh? Yes, she is. Yeah. Oh, and I just think that's really lovely that you're able to, even the way you, you changed the question to talk about you guys as a, as a unit. And like, that is so lovely. I also come from a very, very close knit family. Yeah. And so I get it. It's like, I always think that too. Like if everything else in the world goes wrong, I know that I have a place where I yeah. can be myself and I've got people who absolutely love me no matter what. And I always had that, which yeah. is so lucky because a lot of so people lucky. don't have that. Yes. A lot of people don't have that. And those people that go through what I went through or similar things and experience those emotions and they don't have that home to go home to, that breaks my heart even more because I think I was actually lucky to mm. have what I had. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Shout out to your family. Yes, massive shout out. They'll, be, they'll listen, don't <laughs> Are we worry. Happy with that? Good, they'll definitely good. be listening. Glad we got that in Mom there. Mum will then. be like, one, one, she'll be taking notes, don't worry. She'll be like, Darcy gets extra presents this year. <laughs> That's great. Well, I hope so. It's my 18th. So <gasps> when is it? July 14th. Oh, cool. Okay, so that's good. You don't want to be like, I mean, I was very, very early in the year, yeah. but it meant that I had to drive everyone around. Yeah. So I feel like July's all right because like perfect. some people can come like, out with you if that's what you want to do, yeah. but also like you're still getting your the license before be the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. And how are you going with your hours? Good. 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 I think on your way. Mum and dad are like, I was expecting them to be really chill, but they're kind of a bit like antsy. I think they think I'm almost too confident out on the road. <laughs> you're just like, because I'm just like, yeah, yeah, done this, like, you know, chill, chill, chill. But yep. um, no, nah, we're getting there. With I'll be ready for my birthday. Yeah, good. Very exciting. All right. Uh, when was the last time the world showed you kindness? That's yes. I know. Oh, I love this question so much. Thank you. Um, and this I'm going to relate to my cousin. I haven't talked about her yet yes. today. New guest. I um, like that. So big shout out to Brianna because she'll definitely shout be listening too. Shout out to Brianna. Too. I love that. Um, I also have a cousin called Brianna. Oh, really? That's so <laughs> funny. Um, so Brianna, Brianna's had a really hard life. Brianna lost her dad when she was quite young. And it was actually Brianna's mum, who's my auntie, who passed away. When you're that. going through everything. Yes. Okay. So she both lost parents. both of her parents um, yeah. and she's an only child. So she didn't have any siblings either. So when she lost her mum, she went through a really hard time. And the world showed me kindness by putting her boyfriend and her family in her life at that time. So my cousin Brianna had that relationship with her. They were kind of, I don't know if they were boyfriend or girlfriend yet when they, <laughs> when everything went down, but yeah. they became boyfriend and girlfriend and she moved in with the boyfriend's family yeah, and they took yeah. her in and just treated her like her own. And oh, the amount of kindness that that shows to me. Mm. And I just remember thinking like, thank the universe, whoever it is. Mm. Thank you for doing that for her because that was such a kind thing for them to do, to take her in. They've only, they haven't even been together for that long, but they've recognised that she didn't have any family. Well, she had extended family, like my grandparents are amazing. We, you know, are there for her all the time. But to take her in and to take her under a roof and provide food for her, provide a home that loves her, provide people that care for her and are willing to listen to her, that, yeah, that meant the world to me, meant the world to our family. And, yeah, that was the last time the world showed me kindness. Wow. Oh, how beautiful is that? Yeah. I can't get over the fact that I asked you when was the 
when the world showed you kindness, which I think is amazing, and you have you have used an example <laughs> of script. someone else. No, but I think that that well, it's a perfect example, right? But yeah. everyone has always spoken about all right, what happened to me? But you, like, that is such a testament to the type of person you are, where you're like this happened to someone else, someone very close and important to me, and that made me feel so amazing yes. for them. That, that, that empathy, It did show me right? kindness still because that's, yeah. I felt like someone was being kind to me. Like yeah. They weren't specifically doing anything to me, yeah. but they were affecting me and yeah. they were affecting me kindly. And, yeah. I think that's, that's amazing. Yeah. It's really lovely. All right, we are up to our final question of the final day. Final question. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, dun, dun, dun. Very good question. I loved, I thought of this randomly one episode and I was like, I'm so glad that I found this (laughs) and thought of this on a whim. A hidden gem. A hidden gem. When you are maybe feeling not so great. Yes. You haven't had a bad day. We all go through it, right? We all do. A song that gets you up and about again. Oh, or songs. I, you can give me multiple times. I'm a big ABBA person. <gasps> oh, yes. I love ABBA. I I'll love do, that. Honestly, like they just, those songs, like, oh. Amazing. Angel Eyes. Okay. Oh, that will get me up and about. Or even yep. Xanadu by Olivia Newton-John. Okay. It's, it's, it's like an oldie, a bit of an older song. But I remember I went to a wedding recently and it was an older couple and it came on and I was just like, I feel like I could just tackle the world yes. right now. Like, I just felt empowered. <laughs> I felt strong. I felt happy. Good. You know? I love that. Um, but, yeah, or Unbreakable by the, the birds, to, birds of Tokyo. Yeah. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Great additions. Great additions. So, for anyone who doesn't know, maybe new listeners, actually a random amount of new followers over the break. Look out. Not posting anything. Just on Spotify and stuff. I was like, who is finding me? This they is need wonderful. You. Thank you so much. But I do have a playlist called How's Your Head Pump Up Music. So, everyone that gives me a recommendation on these episodes, all of those songs go into that playlist. Yeah. Now, it is just a mixed bag, right? Because you can imagine everyone is different. Everyone yes. has different personalities, different tastes. And it is honestly my favorite playlist. I love it. There's just a bunch of everything, but everything has the same kind of undertone that it will make you feel better. Yes. Right? So um, thank you so much for your additions. They will be on there as soon as this episode drops. Can you please just shout out all your your stuff that you do, your youth conversation page, anything yes. else that you want to promote, your Instagram, whatever else, give it to me. Yes. So my personal Instagram at Darcy Truen. Great. Um, go and follow. I try and create, you know, a space that's, you know, tells a bit of my story, but creates a safe space for all and creates a space where people can be themselves and they feel loved and appreciated. And Mm. my DMs are always open as well. Um, I constantly get DMs and I love it because I love that people feel comfortable enough to message me. And sometimes I, I won't have all the answers either, but the fact that I can refer them onto someone and assist in that journey is amazing to me as well. Um, but also at the Youth Conversation, it's my new organisation that I'm trying to get up and running. Um, look, I think it's going to be a very steady process the next year, obviously year 12. things yeah. There's different priorities. But 2025, I'd love to start um, doing presentations within schools and sporting clubs. 
eventually while I'm working with my psychology degree, I'd like to start child mentoring and yeah, working with the next generation. So that's what you're going to do. You're going to go into psychology. That's the goal. Yeah, I was going to ask. So that. I think yeah. so. I think that's at this point. It yes. Change, yes. I'm very point. open. I'm very yes. open. I'm going with the flow. Love that. Um, but at this stage, yes, yeah. I amazing. Think, and yeah. not surprising. Oh, thank but you. amazing. Well, Darcy, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I know, you know, it's 6pm now. Like you've taken (laughs) time out of your night. You've caught the train in here to come and talk to me. You bought me flowers (laughs) and gave me a beautiful car. I just, and then you've shared all that you've shared today. And I think, you know, for someone who's gone through it and has maybe, you know, you you said to me, I haven't really spoken about this in this way. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure I'm I'm doing it properly. And I think you've absolutely smashed it out of the park and it's been absolutely wonderful to sit down and to talk to you and to dive into this and to have you be so open about it all and just talk about it with no shame. Because I think, you know, there is still that shame attached for a lot of people. And the fact that you're sitting here and able to chat to me, who you've never met before, right? Like I'm a complete stranger to you. I was, now we're we're good. Now we're like best friends. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, just a real testament. And I think, you know, I can just imagine how proud of the people in your life are of you. So thank you, um, thank thank you. you for coming in and no, I, I just appreciate you so much it for so having much. me. I really appreciate you having me. Um, yeah, the safe space that you've provided for me to talk about all this and the platform that you've created is just, yeah, it means the world. So thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey team, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And of course, if you want to keep learning and stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me at the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM. And how's your head on TikTok? I've actually got two TikTok accounts now. So make sure you follow both of those to get all of that content. Thanks, guys. See you later.